Hello, welcome back into another episode of Dodging Through the Ravine. Your host, Young Stud, doing the show solo today. Today is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. Nine days away from opening day. Today is the final in the World Baseball Classic between the U.S. and Japan. We will get into that. Get into the Tony Gonsolin news, which means that there is going to be a fifth starter to begin the year before Tony Gonsolin does return. I want to talk about who that might be and go over their track record a little bit. And Trey Turner. Trey Turner has been blowing it up over at the WBC, just absolutely carrying the team. And obviously, he was a Dodger for the last year and a half, and the Dodgers let him walk in free agency, and so... That begs the question, should the Dodgers have paid Trey Turner what he wanted? Um, All that and more. Again, if you're new around here, be sure to stick around here. We do this episode, we do podcasts every week. Um, When the season does begin, we are going to do three podcasts per week. I'm thinking Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So, with that being said, I'm going to lead off today with Tony Gonsolin, right? Tony Gonsolin is not going to be ready for opening day. We suspected that in the previous episodes, and he's not going to be ready. And uh, when the news did break out, we immediately suspected that. Ankle injuries in the backfield, that just seems like a recipe for disaster, and it it was. And Tony's not going to be out for a really long time. He may be out a couple weeks, maybe a month to begin the season, but uh, he should be back soon enough. And so who should be the Dodgers' fifth starter? As we take a look at the rotation right now, Rios, Kershaw, Syndergaard, Dustin May. Those are your four. Who is the Dodgers' fifth starter? It would have been Tony Gonsolin. not saying Tony would have been the fifth guy, but in essence, right? So this guy, who is it going to be? Well, Bobby Miller is not going to be that guy. He was sent down to the minor leagues. And so Dave Roberts has come out and said Andre Jackson is an option. We have not really talked much about Andre Jackson. And I don't dislike Andre Jackson as an option. I, I think, you know, he reminds me a little bit of Josiah Gray as far as his stuff goes. You know, mid-rotation, you know, ceiling, I believe. But give him a shot. Who knows? Maybe he runs with it. So I wouldn't be too inclined to see Andre Jackson in that spot. We have not touched much on him. Right? He came up a couple of years ago and he... He's made spot starts here and there, a couple of appearances out of the bullpen. Ryan Petbio is also a huge candidate to be that guy. He might be the betting favorite, in fact, to be that guy. Ryan Petbio appeared last year in the big leagues, about 10 starts or so. And uh, he was so-so, right? His command was the biggest issue. It's it's the worst-kept secret at this point that he didn't have command. So far this spring, it looks like he has improved on that command. And we want to see that translate into the big league season. So Ryan Pepio, again, also I think a mid-ceiling rotation type of guy. Mid-rotation ceiling type of guy. I think he'd be a good candidate as well. Again, these are just villain starts for Tony Gonsolin, right? But if you really want to take that next step and be, I don't know if aggressive is the word, but be proactive and be be willing to go out there and put the, your best, I believe, on the field, you go with Gavin Stone. You go with Gavin Stone 100% every single time. 
Gavin Stone has the makings of a 1-2 in the rotation. He's not a mid-rotation type of guy. Like, this guy is going to be elite. And so if you want to make that push and be as strong and as good as possible, you go with Gavin Stone. And whether or not Gavin Stone is going to stick in the rotation all year long is to be seen. Now, let's just say he just is lights out for however long Tony's out, for a month or uh, three weeks, whatever. He makes five starts, four starts maybe. I mean, and he, and he's just really good, sub-3 ERA. It, it's kind of hard to send him down, right? It's really hard to send him down, but I think the Dodgers still might do that. And, um, yeah, I, I think you go with Gavin Stone. No disrespect to Ryan Pepio or Andre Jackson, but you go with Gavin Stone. Because this guy is going to be part of the future, right? I I mean, I I think we should see Gavin Stone and Bob Miller up in the rotation in 2024, like to start the big league season. I think that should be 100% the plan. If it's not the plan, I have a little bit of concern. Because these guys are getting up there in age. They look all about ready to go. I mean, let, let's see what we got, right? Let's see what we got. Kershaw is going to be off the books. I don't know if it's his last year. Nobody knows. It's a one-year thing at a time. I'm not going to, you know, say no to Clayton Kershaw coming back. But Arias, right, is Arias going to be paid? It's a lot of question marks, and that's a whole other topic of discussion for 2024. But I believe Gavin Stone should be the starter heading into the 2020 or yeah, heading into the 2023 season. Just feeling for Tony Gonsolin. Um, we'll see if that is the case. WBC is coming to an end today, and to say the least, as the excuse the car outside. But anyways show moves along uh, the WBC has been really good so far and again I, I I really enjoyed these games I enjoyed these games back in 2017 and I know it's been a long going on for since 2006 I remember watching a little bit in 2013 not as much but I really remember watching in 2017 every game pretty much and 2023 the same thing these games have been absolutely incredible now before we get into the good stuff, I just want to say to improve the the classic that much better. And David Sampson on, on Nothing Personal on his podcast also said this. Make it a a known thing because I don't know when the next WBC is. So we know it's 2026. I thought it was every four years, but is it every three years? Is it every four years? There's like a three and four year period. This was a six year period, right? Between the last WBC for obvious reasons. But when is the next WBC going to take place after 2026, right? Is it going to be 2031 or 2030, 2020? I, I, I don't even know. I'm getting my years mixed up. So make it a, a known thing. Let's get it in order. Is it three or four years? Personally, I think it should be three years. Now, they were going on the four-year thing, I believe. But I think three years is the right spot. Make it three years and, and everybody's happy. But, yeah. And then maybe add more teams or I, I don't know what it is but there seems to be just a little bit of a a 
a drop-off in talent between the top teams and the bottom teams. I'm just saying no disrespect, but there's just a slight drop-off. You know, you got teams like Great Britain and, and uh, I know Australia made it far and Cuba made it far, but uh, the Czech Republic, China, like there teams like that, there's a, just a bit of a drop-off. So if you're going to keep the same amount of teams and, and relatively the same teams going into the next few years, then at least dilute the pool play. Make it so there's not Venezuela, Puerto Rico, and the Dominican Republic in the same pool. Right? So we get the best of the best in the later rounds. Versus having Cuba just get dismantled by the U.S. in the semifinal. Right? Make it so the pools are diluted and there's even spread competition in every single pool. Versus top heavy or, or pool heavy in one and, and not so pool heavy in the other. I think it'll make the playing field even that much better. So, over the weekend, the US and Venezuela faced off. And let me tell you, it was a game for the ages. Absolute game for the ages. A classic, in essence, the World Baseball Classic. Trey Turner with a grand slam home run in the eighth inning. To give the United States a 9-7 lead and they never looked back and they won the game by the score of 9-7. After trailing 7-5, injuring the eighth, Venezuela punch for punch, pound for pound, fought with the U.S., but the U.S. prevailed. Absolutely amazing game and Trey Turner and a lot of the guys echoed the words. Loudest stadium ever played and loudest experience. I mean, just a great experience. It's been a blast. It's been a blast to watch as a fan and... And, and I, I root for these guys heavily because these are my players. Like, the United States roster is just filled with nothing but all-stars and future Hall of Famers. And so, like, I was going for Team Mexico, right? I was going for Mexico as a second team, but they were definitely not my first option because the U.S. is definitely my first option for baseball. And uh, it's been a blast to watch these guys been a blast to watch these guys have fun and just compete on the the world's grandest stage and they face japan tonight who are no joke no joke at all they are a formidable opponent they have won the most wbc championships the u.s is i believe trying to tie that tonight with two apiece and the last time these two teams faced off i was at that game i was at that game at dodger stadium in 2017 it was the, i believe it was a semi U.S. and Japan, and the U.S. wanted to go to the championship, and uh, you know from that game it was it was a low-scoring game. The U.S. won two to one, but it was a great game, and I believe it was a late run that they scored or mid-inning run, but uh, it was a great game, and it was a really cold game. It was cold and rainy, and it was a great experience. In March at Dodger Stadium, the U.S. did prevail, and so hopefully they prevail tonight in Miami in a dome stadium with the sold-out crowd. It's going to be a a sight to see, to say the least. So I would suggest that you tune in or had to tune in by the time you listen to this podcast and uh, go Team USA. Let's bring it home back-to-back defending that crown. And let's raise that American Eagle above the mountain. I would love to see that again. And, uh, and I said before the tournament started, US was my prediction to win the whole thing, and here they are. One went away, so um, I'm excited to watch that tonight. But the WBC overall has been an absolute treasure. 
versus watching spring training games. No disrespect to spring training, but it's spring training. It's going through the motions. So to see meaningful baseball, <laughs> meaningful baseball in March, is is just awesome to see. So now, last podcast I talked about Freddie Freeman and his injury, and, and watch out if Freddie Freeman is going to be in the lineup because he got a hamstring injury. Well, I got good news for you. He's in the lineup. He has been playing these spring training games. And it appears as so all is good with Freddie Freeman. He will be ready for opening day. He will be in the lineup opening day versus the Diamondbacks. And he's injury-wise, he's okay. And hopefully this hamstring thing does not pop up because they are tricky. But uh, I did say to watch what to look out, what to look out for, and he's in the lineup, so that's good to see. All is well with Freddie Freeman. Do not panic. Uh, you know, he, Freddie Freeman is as durable as they come. If he's ready to go, if he's healthy, he will 100% be in the lineup every single day. This is not the NBA. Players do not take games off like that. Players want to play. Players want to perform. And that's all that we can ask for as a baseball fans. So Freddie Freeman is in the lineup playing spring training games as he has returned from the WBC. Expect to see him number two or number three on March 30th. Now, before we get out of here, I want to talk about Trey Turner. And the Dodgers have put themselves in this predicament to get this PR backlash by not signing a shortstop. And they had two options to sign a shortstop. And they opted to sign none of them. And now they have no shortstop. Miguel Vargas is filling in. Chris Taylor is going to be filling in. They had two of the premier shortstops in the game, probably the two of the top five shortstop in the game, and they both let them walk. And Corey Seager, homegrown guy, won us the World Series, almost single-handedly carried us, right? I mean, without Corey Seager, do we even come close? Probably not. And they let him walk the following season. Excuse me. And it's a shame, it is an absolute shame that they let him walk. And I was not happy at the time. I was a, a big advocate for re-sign Corey Seager, re-sign CS5, and they did not. But in that case, the Rangers paid him $325 million. And I always say, well, the Dodgers weren't going to beat that. No matter how you look at it, they were not going to beat that. Now, Trey Turner got $300 or $300, $300 million from the Philadelphia Phillies. And I say, okay, could it already have beat that? Well, let, let's hold on there. The Padres offered Trey Turner $342 million, I believe. I believe it was 342 for, I believe, the same amount of years, 11 years, something like that. So the Padres offered Trey Turner $342 million. Which means he took $42 million less to go play in Philadelphia. So, how much more could the Dodgers have really beat that? Well, it may sound petty in a way. I don't know the word, but I'd say the Dodgers should have offered him $350. 350 11 years, call it a day. Call it a day. 
Call it a day. Three fifty. It's eight million extra dollars. It's California. We know what that comes with. But hey. You could at least try and tie some of that three fifty off for eleven years. See if he takes it. If he doesn't take it, okay. I'm okay. I can be at peace. He just wanted to be on the East Coast. But the Dodgers did not offer him that. I can almost promise you they didn't offer him $30 million. I don't know what the final offer was. If they even offered him an offer. But uh, they should have offered him three, $350, 11 years and, and called it a day. If he takes it, he takes it. If not, he doesn't. But Trey Turner is a top five player in baseball. There's no question about it. And I know last postseason he made a couple of errors that that were costly. Let's just be honest. They were 100% costly. But they don't fall on Trey Turner. The game does not eventually all fall on Trey Turner. They fall more on Dave Roberts and the upper management for managing the game as horrible as they did. And they, they continue to do it every single year. And I wouldn't be surprised they do it again this year in the playoffs because that's what they do. Yet here I am. But Trey Turner... Is a top five player in baseball and you pay him whatever he wants. That's just the fact of the matter. If you have a guy like that on your roster and you you have a chance to re-sign him, you pay him whatever you want. Whatever he wants. I don't care about luxury tax. I don't care about any of that. If you want to win and you're serious about winning championships, you pay Trey Turner. And guess what? The Phillies pay Trey Turner. The Padres wanted to pay Trey Turner. They're serious about winning championships. Are the Dodgers serious about winning championships? You know, I'll get a lot more into that as the season goes along. Again, I had an MLB podcast the last season, so I didn't talk about the Dodgers as much. But, oh boy. I'm going to talk about them every single week, almost every other day. And I'll tell you how it is. I'm not afraid. And... It may not be the popular opinion, and that's okay not to be the popular opinion. Most of the time, the popular opinion isn't right. But I'll tell you what needs to be said. And they should have paid Trey Turner, and they let him walk. And now, they just look stupid. And and they're going to look even more when the Phillies face the Dodgers in the playoffs, and Trey Turner just kills us. Because that's probably what's going to happen down the line at some point, right? It, it's bound to happen. It just is. So you could thank the Dodgers' uh, profitable ownership for just getting all the money that they can and profiting that versus paying their guys. And uh, get ready to see Julio Arias walk after this season because that's what they do, man. It's the Dodger way. Let guys walk. What's the last time they re-signed anybody that was homegrown? Please let me let me know. Kershaw. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw was the last guy that we signed that was homegrown. So, um, that's all I got. So, with that being said, I'm going to sign off on this podcast. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. WPC Championship tonight. Look forward to it. Hope you guys are too. Go Team USA. We will talk to you. I will talk to you guys again on Friday. Jacob was not part of this episode, but he will be back presumably on Friday. So with that being said, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Have a great day and night. Enjoy the rest of your week. And go Dodgers.